Hello and welcome to Drop the Mic Podcast, where we discuss technology, theology, and all things in between. I want to personally thank you for joining us today. Now sit back, relax, share this, engage with the podcast that's already in progress. God bless you. What up, what up? Let's see, am I sideways, upside down? <clears throat> All right, so we're going to fix this right quick. Come on in, y'all. I think we got it. <clears throat> Come on. Yeah, we good. We're in good shape. <clears throat> We're in good shape now. Good morning, everybody. Come on in. I know it looks sideways. That's all right. We ain't gonna mess with it too much more. We're gonna let it be sideways today. <laughs> what up, what up, what up? Hey, on Saturday mornings, Andy Foster used to wake us up in the East End. And if it wasn't Bill Withers, it was some blues. It was one of the two. One of the two. It was going down. So y'all need to wake y'all kids up. Get them to clean them baseboards, the windows, the carpet. Come on. Come on in. Hey, invite some singles, y'all. Invite some single people. I'll move this table out the way. Step this way. Invite some single people. Bring them on into the room. Tell them, come on. Let's have this talk this morning. So nobody won't struggle too bad. What's up, kinfolk? All my kinfolk, Little Rock, representing Dallas. Y'all come on in. Tag somebody. Bring them in real quick. We're playing Bill Withers this morning. There we go. Thanks for the share. All right. This for my old school folks. This for the vets. Playing a little music for y'all. It's a lovely day. It's Saturday. You ain't got nothing to do. All right, enough of that. Let's get right into it this morning. Listen, <clears throat> I've been watching y'all on social media, man, and I'm and I'm looking at the struggle. That's real among single people. So I want to help today. Yes, I am married, been married three years, love my wife to death, right? But I want to help y'all. Because some of y'all are extremely programmed when it comes to the singles ministry. 
got all the right words to say. You know, you know all the lingo. But yet and still, we find ourselves around the holiday in the same place looking for that boo that's going to be riding with us to the parents' house. So I want to encourage a few of y'all today, if I can. Did y'all share this with somebody or y'all just, y'all just looking at me? <laughs> Down home blues for sure. All right. Let's talk about this, right? Um, before I got married, of course, y'all know I was single for a long time. And one of those things I learned when I was single is I learned that the things that I was taught about singleness was absolutely fabricated and false. Yes, I'm coming hard and heavy. Some of this stuff that we picked up along the way is as bogus as it can be. It's messing up our mindsets. It's giving us false hope, false realities. And you would think that the church would do a better job at equipping the saints. They don't always happen. All right. So, so, so today I want to help. I want to help. I want to help. The first thing I want to help y'all with is let's deprogram ourselves. It's one of the things I had to learn when I got back in church and I went away for a moment is I had to deprogram what my parents once taught me and line it up with something more secure, something more tested, something more believable, right? So I started thinking of the things that my parents taught me that may not necessarily have been correct, but it was just something to keep me aware. So I line up the Bible with those things, and when I find out the Bible does not is not congruent with those things, I stop putting those things away, and it does that, that, that doesn't that doesn't work, right? So we got to be better at the things that work. What works? Number one, deprogram yourself. Like real talk, think of all the stuff that you heard about being single. Oh, I need to be like Ruth. Really? Do you really want to be like Ruth? Let's run down Ruth's role, shall we? The first thing we want to do, if we want to be like Ruth, is we want to kick it with an 80-year-old man. Let's, let's just talk about the deprogramming. We want to kick it with an 80-year-old man. We're going to go work in his field because an older woman advised us to, who was once bitter, because we want to be like Ruth, right? We're going to get in his field, and at that time, that field, was considered welfare, so we're going to instantly put ourselves on welfare because we want a man? Huh? Deprogram yourself. Stop following this foolishness as you see on social media that cannot be in line with scripture or with practical sense. Deprogram yourself today. While you got sad, you got nothing to do, deprogram yourself. Think about all the stuff you heard. Oh, I need a Boaz. So you need a man that'll let you come into his house in the middle of the night, let you lay at his quote-unquote feet, and it's cool? You think a man just gonna let you lay at his feet and not do nothing, and it's cool? But you wanna be like this person. 
So first thing about deprogramming is not romanticizing scripture. Not getting into the weight of scripture. Not romanticizing what we see in the Bible. And, and church has done an excellent job at romanticizing of what they see in scripture. You need to be like her. You need to get you a mentor. You need to do this. You need to do that. And 10 years from now, you still in the field with no Boaz. And you probably ain't getting no AZ. That just cut across the field, to be honest. Let's just do that. Okay? Deprogram ourselves. Deprogram ourselves. When I first got into seminary, I had to learn that the things that my parents taught me was not correct. And then line that up with scripture that is correct. I had to learn that. Yo, y'all make sure y'all drop your questions in the comments. I can see the comment section. Y'all drop the questions. I love to answer them as I go. So deprogram yourself. Do that. Deprogram yourself. If you're looking for somebody to be more like, you may want to go look at Rahab. Now, she may have been a woman of the night, but at least she has a good name when it comes into the New Testament. At least she know how to do her books. At least she know how to keep a secret. She got stuff in line. See, we got, we got to look at the scripture and look at it for what it is. If we want to be helped and move beyond this place, that has been, you, can, can I really be honest with y'all? It's a lot of people making a lot of money off your singleness. And you sitting back letting them. You going to conferences. You listening. You listening to hours upon hours upon hours of non-helpful stuff for you. And you go to these conferences knowing full well there's nothing that will help you. Let me give you an example. Can we have the church a conversation about people who have been divorced and still have a sexual appetite? Or people who have had children and still have a sexual appetite? Because it's real and it happens. And just because I'm single, does that mean I need to suppress the appetite on the inside of me? What does the church have to do about that? Well, you need to be pure you need to be holy in the sight of the Lord. Well, tell me that at midnight. When that dude is texting me, talking about he want to come through. When that female is, is sending me big head text. Okay, I got some questions. Somebody asked me, what are some of the things that your parents taught you that you was wrong? Or that was wrong. Man, I don't want to put my mom back there because my mom did a pretty good job. She did a bang-up job. I love my mom. Um, but I would, I would say this. One of the things my mom taught me as a young man was that she taught me how to treat a woman, right? That's That was, you know, single mom. She taught us how to treat a woman. But she didn't necessarily teach me how to talk to one. Or how to respect one. You, you taught me how to treat them. That's one of the things my mom taught me 
and I had to pick up along the way. Or the streets taught me, because, you know, I'm not, my pedigree, I don't have my dad, you know, whatever. My pedigree is not necessarily in church. <laughs> my pedigree is more so in the streets. So the streets taught me a whole lot about relationships that were absolutely incorrect. Like a lot of things is happening right now in our culture where we're starting to see uh, sexual misconduct in the movie industry. Well, back in the gap, we used to play hide and go get it. But well, my mama should have told me not to play that because of what it exudes and how it's really not innocent. Those are the things that we should teach our people that we're not teaching them. Or, young man, how to hold yourself when you can't hold yourself. What can you do? What's some alternatives? Some healthy alternatives. So you won't have kids before time. Or you won't get married before time. What's some alternatives, right? What are those things? Those are the things that should have been taught. So, deprogram. So I had to take those things, write those things down, look at those things and say, you know what? Those don't line up with God's word or my philosophy. So let me remove them. That took me years to get. That took me a lot of fleshing through a lot of stuff to get. Right? Instead of all this extra conversation that we have about what singles need to do and how they need to be in church and how... Yo! Yo, y'all, church, let me say this. Let's stop trying to prostitute the singles so that we can get some stuff done in church. You do know the singles want a life. They want to live balanced. They want to live for the Lord, but they also want to turn up at the trap house. We got to have a balanced approach when it comes to the single folks. So I hope I'm helping some of y'all today. All right, so deprogram yourself. Some of the things that we've learned in church are not always true. Everybody heard that rooster. I used to hear a thousand conversations about I'm waiting on Boaz from the church, right? Was that an absolutely correct conversation to have? No, because Boaz is not coming for you. <laughs> He's not waiting on you. Brian, Bob, Bill, Byron, Barker. Those cats. Wait on you. Barack, maybe. <laughs> Wait on you. But not Boaz. So we had to deconstruct this conversation. And make it real. And be honest about it. And be honest about the conversation that when Ruth laid at his feet. What does the feet actually mean? Or y'all just gonna play crazy? I think the you know I think the singles events y'all we need to redo them. Like just totally just throw them things in the trash and redo them. Man to God, woman to God, if you're listening to me, throw those things in the trash and redo them. Cause how we've done them, the singles are absolutely ticked off about them. They don't want to even come. They could care less. I would rather go listen to silent trap gospel at the club than come to your singles event. That's what they're saying. 
And we're putting on these events, but are we are we really having a lasting impact and changing people's lives in the process? Or, or, or are we keeping them in bondage because bondage sells? That's all I want to know. Are we keeping, because let's be honest, it's some people that's benefited off your singleness. They got paid, like for real. They got broke off over your singleness. I mean, you've been single, you've been waiting on the Lord, you're going to go to this conference, you're going to pay $200, you're going to sit there for, for four or five hours, they're going to lay hands on you, you're going to go home, and you still got the same feeling. That brings me to the next thing. Um, just, just in my, you know, feeling. And if you're just not coming in, just come on in. We're talking about singleness unplugged. I'm going to answer your questions if you have questions for me. I got my video stuff set up right. So bring it on in. I got some married folks on here too. They'll, they'll love to answer your question, but I just want to be honest. I just want to be honest and have a good dialogue with y'all. Okay? So that's for my replay viewers. So, yeah. You spend that money and you still go home and you're still horny. You still got these desires that nobody even tapped into. <laughs> no, nobody even talked about. You, you've helped me live holy, but you didn't help me live practical. Because holiness and, and holiness needs practicality. And that's what we miss, the practicality of it. Are we having these conversations with our singles and our millennials? Because they are needed conversations, right? Next thing is deprogramming. Deliverance is needed, right? And when I say deliverance, I mean, I mean it in this context. There have been some places that you've been that's affecting your relationships in every capacity. And they need, you need to be snatched completely out of those things to walk in a new way, to have a new insight, to have a new revelation. Without that, you risk a repetition. Deliverance without change is repetition. So you need deliverance in that capacity. Now you determine what needs to be, what you need to be delivered from. Because it's very vital. Because singles got struck. It's some things on the inside of me I need to be snatched completely up out of. And it can't be a negotiable thing. Because some of y'all like to negotiate. Well, can I, can I at least keep this? No, you cannot. No. Walk away from it. Needs to be some real deliverance. Needs to be... Um, some deprogramming, and then there needs to be some honest dialogue. Deliverance, deprogramming, honest dialogue. Okay? It just needs to be, it needs to occur. It's not happening. So that's why I got to come and give you an unplugged conversation. You know? Y'all see Cardi B out here just winning, and I love it. I'm not mad at her wins. I celebrate her wins. And then the Ruth culture hates her wins because they feel like this is a woman who used to be a stripper. 
And now she's getting married. She has a her career ahead of her. Blase, blase, blase. Sound like you a hater. And you can't even celebrate a sister for coming up? Yeah, nah, that ain't cool. Not at all. For winning? For getting the things that God promised her? We, we, we're so enamored with people's careers that we miss people in general. Don't be no preacher can't date you. Don't be no stripper can't date you. But you'll date a doctor or a nurse. <laughs> we, we, we're so enamored with professional dating or, uh, you know, whatever. So, all right. <laughs> if you say you ain't going to those wacky events, I, I feel you. I, no, the, sing, the, the millennials that I minister to, they're not going. There's very few of them that's going to go. They will take their chances at Sandbar. Sandbar here in Dallas is a big, big place to play volleyball and meet people that way. They come to a church singles event. Maybe we should take the single event to Sandbar. Just, just a thought. So I want to leave this open for questions because I know some of y'all are thinking, you know what, that, that was real major. I needed to hear that. I need to think of the areas that I need to deprogram myself. I need to reevaluate how I view some things. Maybe I don't need to have sex. Maybe I do. Those are questions that I have. Let's have them. Let's talk about them. Because you ain't talking about them at the singles conference. You just going because you felt like you needed to go and you was on staff. So, yeah, no, let's talk about them. <laughs> let's just have a conversation so people can be healed and delivered and walk in the fullness of the Lord, period. Let's just do that. Let's stop playing around. Because here's the thing. I can't promise you marriage. You may never get married. That's just the truth. The promise that you can have is that there is partnership for everybody. Man, woman, boy, girl. We all can win in partnership. And that's the hope. Our hope is that, yes, I can't be so focused on getting a man that I miss the partnership. That I miss the connectivity, the communication, the relationship. I can't be focused on all of this stuff. The wedding bells is ringing my biological clock. Uh, I can't be focused on trying to get this chick because she's pregnant. Because many men make that mistake. Want to marry somebody because they're pregnant. Yo, who said you had to do that? I'll wait. Who actually said you had to do that? Or did you want to do it because you thought it was the honorable thing? but not the thing that will help you in your future. Those are conversations that I feel like many of us need to have and should have. So again, I open it up for your questions. Um, let's, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, somebody said, so having sex or not? Here's the thing about sex I will tell you. What does the Holy Spirit tell you about sex? Is there conviction in that area? If there's no conviction, then I am not the person to convict you about it. I'm the person that educates you so that you can live better than what you're living. Next question. 
Uh, <laughs> y'all come on with these questions, man. Thank y'all for the comments. Appreciate that. But again, it's it's a, you know, people want to know, can I have sex in church? Can I be a Christian and still like sex? It's a lot of Christians that like sex. I'm, I'm sorry to break it to some of y'all preachers. It's a lot of Christians that love sex. They don't know the context by which sex can be utilized. And that's where the people need education. That's where the people need that conference. What context can I experience this? Can I do it in a relationship? Can I do it outside? Is there a conviction? Is there not? What does God say? Can I twerk and God not be mad? Self-gratification. That's, uh, that's masturbation and actually that's an area that's gray uh, in scripture. So what God doesn't speak need to do a lot. This, come on, keep y'all, y'all, this, this stuff is easy for me. Somebody asked me that yesterday. God didn't say nothing about it that you couldn't or could. Conviction of the Holy Spirit is vital. Conviction of the Holy Spirit is vital. Oh, good question. What context is okay? You determine that context. You determine if it's okay. Again, it's more so dealing with what the Spirit of God says on the inside of you. But some people are going to go away from what, say, what say Scripture would say and deal with what the Holy Spirit says, what the Spirit says on the inside of you. Some people's Spirit don't convict them on doing anything. It's okay. If that makes sense. Thank y'all for coming in. I appreciate that. Definitely been a dope conversation. Um, let's keep it going. Continue to bring the questions. Continue to share, man. Let's keep having these unplugged uh, conversations so people can be helped. Send me your topics, and I will talk about them. I will talk about them. Uh, some reading material that you guys want to check out. Check out my girl, uh, Nippy. I'll post her website up. Uh, I think it's Unchurch. I have to go back to it. Check her out. She has some good content there. <clears throat> and there's some other people. So let me move to this conversation, this other part of the conversation that I seen yesterday concerning singles, right? Uh, a young lady made a blog post about, uh, let me see if I can find it. Hold up. <laughs> she made a blog post about how to date a preacher. Show of hands, a show of, show of hearts or, or signs, how many of y'all actually want to date preachers? I just want to see. I want to see who want to be honest. How many of y'all down for that? And I'm gonna close out with this. And y'all, y'all tell me if this is if this is the craziest thing you ever heard. How many of y'all down for that? If you're down, let me know. I don't see no hands. <laughs> if you're down, definitely let me know. Alright, so let's look at it. 18 rules on dating a preacher. Okay, I'm going to give you the 18. I'm going to try to go through it without laughing. Number one, you're not his girlfriend or boyfriend. Stop trying to do what spouse, spouses do. Don't be working the altar, number two. Don't be trying to stand with them and shake hands with people. You're not a first lady. 
just because you're dating. You're not obligated to be acknowledged. Uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to sit anywhere that the, the church folks sit. You don't have to call and pray every day. Don't introduce yourself to the friends. Don't hang out over their shoulders. You're not uh, his shield protection. You're not his armor bearer. Stop collecting yellow envelopes after service with love offers in them. Stop going into the church office after service, talking to the ministers. Don't get upset uh, when he and she doesn't put a relationship on Facebook. And don't marry a man or woman of God because ministry because of ministry and you feel as though you're anointed. That was a lot. Right. Here's what I say to the saints of God. Thank y'all for the prayer request. Let me make sure I, I send that to you as well. Here's what I say to the saints, man. You're not dating people's professions. I, I can't. I can't stress this enough. You, you're not dating said person's profession. Warning to you. You're dating an individual. Here goes some classic tips on dating a preacher. Maybe I should do this video later. I think I should. If I can get some hearts on the video, I would do the comments now. If I don't get no hearts, I'll shut it down. Hearts or thumbs up. No hearts, no thumbs up. Don't nobody want to date no preacher. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. Here goes some hearts. All right. Rule number one, dating a preacher. Drum roll, please. <laughs> dating a preacher, right? Rule number one. Y'all ready? <laughs> I hear this. Rule number one, if you're dating a preacher. Number one, you can't be insecure. Insecure people never last long with preachers. If you see a female in his face, it doesn't mean a female trying to holler at him. If you see a female talking to him on Facebook, it doesn't mean a female trying to holler at him. It could just mean that they have relationship, connectivity, blase, blase, blase. Doesn't mean he's smashing. You can't be insecure. Number two, you got to have your own thing going on. Rolling up to church with him all the time ain't always the move. Go sit at home, go shopping, go to Victoria's Secrets, go do whatever you got to do, brother, sister, whatever, and leave them alone, let them go do their thing. Right? Number three, you can't be showing up to their church. It makes them uncomfortable. You're going to date a man or God, woman or God, unless you've been invited, don't show up. Makes folks uncomfortable. Like, what you doing here? What's, what's going on? Something wrong? Let's have a conversation about that. All right. Number four. Number four. Uh, cause I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep getting real crazy. <laughs> All right. Number four. Don't think just because he's a preacher that he doesn't like sex or she doesn't like sex. They absolutely enjoy it and they want it. They're just trying to go about it a different way and trying to live right. Because they don't know what you're about. That's honestly. Uh, number five. Number five. Sometimes preachers um, by nature need a long time. They need time to be by themselves, to think, to contemplate, next move, processes, etc. And they can't do that with you all in their face. So go find something to do. Um, the five. All preachers don't have pedigree. Some, some preachers, hey Joe, some preachers 
are just preachers from the street. God converted. So they don't know all that church and these stuff that you like to talk about. You keep that to yourself. Talk to the man of God regular. Please. I don't want to hear about Jesus all day. I'm sorry. I love him too. I don't want to talk about the maps and atlas where, where Pontius Pilate was located. I, no. <laughs> I just want to have some conversation and be regular. Preachers, oftentimes, people forget that they're regular people. And they need, they need to be treated as such. So stop trying to put them on a pedestal and treat them like anybody else that you would date. Because you're not dating a profession, you're dating the person. Okay, I think that's enough. I could expound on that a little later for the other men and women of God uh, who wants to know. But definitely, dating a preacher could be cool, but you just gotta know your you gotta know your role and where you stand, <laughs> right? And and let me say this to preachers: preachers, we have to do a better job and not misleading people. Stop trying to say that they one thing when you know they another or you know you got another. That's foolish. And in this age, people are winning when they're on the sidelines. And sideline people have found their empowerment space. And they want to just blow your spot up. So just be honest. Honesty is always the best policy concerning uh, the saints and the women of God. You can stay out of trouble that way if you just remain honest and truthful about what you do. Okay? So I think I've shared those things. I've told you, hey, dialogue. Make sure you're delivered. Make sure you deprogram yourself from some of this church stuff you learn. Because all that church stuff ain't church. It's rhetoric and false theology and handed down tradition that you didn't check yourself. So check that stuff now. Because ain't nothing like operating in freedom and free from bondage. All right. Your questions. All right. So I got a question here. Is living together before marriage also left up to one's conviction? Sure. Um... But, you know, that's a different conversation. Uh, I would say that living together brings about, unless you have true understanding, two things, chaos and kids. You got to have understanding when it comes to living together. It usually doesn't map out. I've seen certain people do it. I got an auntie. She's been married for a long, she's been coming along married for a long time. Don't mean I don't love her. That's just her situation, right? So I have to respect that. Um, so yes, could be, it's not something that, you know, I know people use the word shacking, <laughs> but I've yet to find that in scripture. All right. Great question. <clears throat> I was taught that women were obligated for their man. Therefore she should be obligated. It was her duty to give herself to him sexually married or single. No wonder so many boys, men feel entitled to have access to a woman. Uh, it's taken me many years to learn that it's all wrong. Absolutely. I agree. I totally agree. Great comments, y'all. Totally agree. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, 
again, I wanted to share that. Come on and just have dialogue with y'all. Uh, I'm not single, of course. I, I, I was single for seven years, so there are certain lessons that I've learned uh, as a man of God. Mark Wilson, you missed it. I just covered those things, bro. As a man of God, uh, I've learned and just being a human being. And what I've learned is there are some females, women in the past who absolutely were cool with me being the minister because they saw me as the person, right? They didn't care about that. That's what you do. It ain't what I do. They just didn't want to be called out in church and all this attention be put on them. So that, that occurs. All right. So again, I welcome all questions. If there are any more, if there be none, let us govern ourselves accordingly to singles unplugged. Thank y'all for coming in, sharing, supporting your boy, supporting my wife, supporting what we do. We have more things to come. Um, so just be ready when we drop them joints, right? Be ready to support, be ready to subscribe, be ready to like, be ready to share with your friends, your community. It's important uh, that we get into your spaces to share and hopefully change the world that way. That's just our assignment. This is what we call to do. All right. So again, if y'all got any questions about Singles Unplugged, um, I'm willing to keep doing this if y'all want it. If y'all don't want the Singles Unplugged again, I won't do it. Uh, but I'll do it again if y'all give me topics to discuss. I'm talking about don't give me no garbage. Give me some good stuff, right? Give me some stuff that makes me think, that makes me go get that book out and start exegeting it and getting it right. All right? And so if you want to do that, make sure you send that to, uh, you can email me any topics or information. The email will be uh, in the comments section. Uh, you can also go to my website, which will also be in the comments section where more content will be posted at a more later date. Uh, and also any books or content concerning our conversation that we may have had. I'll go back and listen to it and make sure um, that I drop those things. All right. So do I have any other questions or comments? And if not, I'm going to raise up and send the praise up. I got some more videos. I'm actually on call for work <laughs> and all that good stuff. So I got to make sure everything is everything. All right, y'all. It's been real. Thank you so much for supporting you, boy. Peace. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. My hope is that the podcast added value to your life. Please, please, please subscribe from your favorite application. Leave us a review and even follow us on YouTube for your up-to-date information. Thank you. Peace.